Hey, everybody, and welcome to A Manifesting Magic in Your Everyday Life on WSOS 103.9 FM St. Augustine and 95.5 FM Pondavidra Nocatee and the most awesome part from anywhere in the world at staugustineradio.com. Today, I have William Constantine here. Hey, William, how are you? All right, how are you? I am awesome, thank you. So you are calling us from California, right? Yes. Okay, so it's 4 o'clock there, right? right? 4 p.m. All right, that's awesome. So we are here in sunny St. Augustine, Florida, although you're in sunny California, so... Correct. Yeah, right? <laughs> Sometimes when we talk to people that are from the Northeast and stuff, it's a little cold there still. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but let me just tell you a little bit about William for everybody listening. So he is an internationally renowned spiritual teacher and intuitive consultant. William is one of the most sought-after life coaches in the world of all kinds of people, blue-collar, white-collar, Hollywood celebrities, law enforcement, royalty. And, you know, you give answers and spiritual guidance of personal growth. And I love what you do. Um, I feel like we have a whole lot in common. And I have followed some of your stuff. And I just want to know, what is it that you concentrate on doing most right now? Because I know when you have so many talents. Sometimes you've got to focus in on just a few at a time. Well, I mean, I, I do a lot of everything, you know. Um, I mean, it started out as I was born a psychic medium, and, and uh, at the time I didn't know that I was any different than anybody else. And then um, as I grew up, um, I had an experience around the age of seven, and I went to school, and uh, there was a principal named Mr. Dobis, and we had uh, a meeting after school because we were going to put together a school play. And so all day long he had been saying, you know, like, meet me after school in my office, like, you know, we'll talk about the play. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, okay. So all day that happened. And then I show up and the ladies in the office are like, well, Mr. Dobish hadn't been here all day. And of course, you know, I'm seven and I'm arguing with them and like, <laughs> but I saw him, but I saw him, you know. And um, so lo and behold, I go stomping my feet and then uh, I come back to school the next day and we're sitting in homeroom I totally forgot about the day before and I hear that over the intercom that Mr. Dobas had passed of a brain aneurysm the day before in his office mm. and so I started to put two and two together right and then I was like oh well maybe this is why nobody ever sees everything that I see or how right. I you know <laughs> perceive the world and then um, so after doing that for a of time and you know and I always knew things about people or knew things about their life that I shouldn't know and mm-hmm. and there was you know just so I mean that just constantly just happened that was my normal um everyday occurrence and then uh, eventually I kind of got bored with just delivering messages mm-hmm. and so I was like well how can I help people level up their life like how can I take the lessons from the afterlife what the dead know about living our best life and cause them uh, and put them into effect so that people can, you know, live their best life now, right? And rather than come to their deathbed and have all the shoulda, coulda, wouldas that then needs a medium, right? Because now you need to, to, you know, say, I wish I did this, or I mm-hmm. wish I loved you more, or I wish, you know, I, you know, pursued my own dreams rather than somebody else's, or, you know, because there's a lot of things, and we fall into certain paradigms of thinking, and And so I became like a student of paradigms and, you know, and because I had grown up, uh, you know, in 10 different foster homes and I have all this life experience. I mean, I was homeless for three years, eating out of garbage cans. Like, I mean, my life was 
you know, hell, but it was a blessing, you know, Mm -hmm. because I realized that every negative experience that I had, there was always something positive happening and, or something, how I could see it from a positive perspective. And, And so, um, you know, as even as I was doing the work, I would realize that since I was molested, like, you know, some of my clients had been molested. So I had to help them go through that. And I remember the initial time that that came to me and I got a molestation conviction. I wanted to run from it, right? Like I was like, no, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And I knew that it would rehash all of my stuff. And Archangel Michael said, it's not about you. It's about your client and their healing journey. And so from that moment on, that's how I lived my work. You know, is it was never about even if I had a personal experience or if I didn't want to do things, uh, you know, I still did it anyway because it wasn't about me, right? It was about helping another person, which is another aspect of myself from a spiritual perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, it's just I just see the world in a different, you know, in a different way, and and uh, you know, and and a lot of people get caught up in in the the falsities of life, you know, and what they're perspectives and what their paradigm is, and they believe sort of this truth that, quote-unquote, that they've been telling themselves as being 100% true. But in reality, I mean, it's just a, it's just a made-up story, right? So right, then, right. you know, you can, you can change those angles. And, um, you know, for me, what I did is I took my own past and I created um, a vision board and I rewrote my past. And what I did is I I said, okay, I want to take out of every negative experience that I have, I want to link it to five positive ones. And I'm going to, and out of that, I'm going to get the visuals from that. And I'm going to study these visual uh, boards for basically, you know, for as long as 60 to 90 days or as long as I need Mm -hmm. in order to reprogram my mind so that when I think of these experiences, I'm not lying to myself. I'm just seeing another aspect of things that came out of it rather than automatically going to the, the normal go-to, which is the negative side, right? And then you get angry, and you, you know, and you're, right. and you're mad at the yeah. world, and it doesn't help anybody. Yeah, no, that's, I totally agree with all of that. And what you said towards the beginning of the knowings, um, you know, I can relate to that because when I, the first thing I remember, I mean, my past was obviously a lot different than yours, but I remember when I was about seven, and I was starting to feel like I was knowing, I knew things, you know, like you said, like I knew things and I didn't know why I knew them. And I actually was really scared at the time. I was very scared about it. And I was feeling like I was outside of myself watching what was going on. And right. I used to run around the house and I know my mom and dad are listening now and they remember this like it was probably yesterday because I did this often. I would run around the house yelling, I'm not here, I'm not here, because I couldn't put that together. Like, I was really scared of it. And so over time, I started to really squash that um, that knowing feeling and those messages that were coming to me because I was scared. And uh-huh. as, as I got older, though, um, I started to realize that they weren't scary. And I was talking to my mom about them more. And, and we started to realize about the intuitive gifts, right? But I believe, and I'd like to hear what you think. I believe everybody's born with them. It's just whether or not you nurture them or you squash them down. Or like you said, you kind of get into the false part of life, right? 
you're... Well, I, I, I think as far as intuition, everybody is bored with some type of intuitive insight. Mm-hmm. Women tend to be highly tapped into it. Yes. Right? That's just a natural part of it because intuition also is, is tapped into your emotions. I mean, I mean, you, you have to sort of think outside of the, the male psyche in order to really connect to your intuitive side. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um, so because I had the upbringing that I did, I was very sensitive. Plus, I'm a cancer, right? So that's just mm-hmm. I am by nature. But the thing is, is, you know, uh, yeah, people, like, we're born into the world basically with uh, certain abilities, you know, and intuition is, is clearly one of them. Now, not everybody has mediumship abilities. Like, not if you talk to everybody, not everybody had the ability to see a spirit or communicate with something that's not there. Right. Now, everybody has interacted to a level or to a degree with, say, a person, and they just didn't feel right to them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if there was something about them that wasn't right they might have walked into a room and it felt a little bit heavy to them. Mm-hmm. There were, you know, there was something that made them feel a little uncomfortable, so they pull out of that room. You know, or sometimes, you know, um, you might go to a party with, say, friends and, you know, arrive and, and you just realize that you're not supposed to be there, right? So there's things like that that's all your intuition in action, right? right. That's the, that's, you know, you know, how spirit sort of interacts with the world. And I think... Um, you know, people don't listen to it, which is when they fall into, you know, issues. Like, there's people that have avoided a plane, you know, a flight that they had because they just had a feeling, you know, like, uh, it's not, like I'm just not going to go. And then all of a sudden the plane, you know, is in the middle of the ocean somewhere right. or, or, or whatever. Like, we hear these stories all the time, but we don't acknowledge that they're psychic experiences. And I think when people start to acknowledge that them for what they are, which are these intuitive experiences, then all of a sudden it starts um, happening more frequently because that's what I was because you start to uh, acknowledge it, you know, and the more you acknowledge it, the better off you are, you know, and I think that's an important aspect, you know, but most people don't, um, uh, you know, don't, don't focus on that, right? Like they sort of toss it off as what a coincidence, right? Which is when the universe, in your favor, right? Like, that's what a coincidence is. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's not anything other than that, right? So the, the problem is, is people believe all of these things that were taught, right? And eventually what happens when you're a little bit more psychically sensitive as a kid, and now why that is, is because you just came from the other side. Right. 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 So like, so you come in naturally sensitive, and you come in basically as a little bundle of love. You know, and at the end of the day, it's your parents and the people that they interact with and so on that begin to mold you as the person that you later become. And and they start filling you with a paradigm, right? Like your dad might want you to be in sports. Your mom might want you to be, you know, a cook or the next Martha Stewart or whatever the situation is. And you start, you know, doing things that they want. Like they might want you to go to college. So suddenly you're going to college and not your life path, or they want you to follow the family business, and so all of a sudden you start going in that way, and you and you might be making a lot of money, and you're just not happy, and you're like, "What's wrong with me? Like, you know, what is it that I, you know, that I? I'm sure you run into it with your clients." Yeah, and how many you know, times and, does that and, happen? I feel like that is more of the norm. 
right. is people that are doing things that aren't, they're not happy. They're on, I always, I call it the mediocre or middle energy level, right? They're just, they're living, they're here, they're okay. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're existing. Yes. But they're, not, but they're not following, you know, well, as Joseph Campbell would call it, they're bliss, or they're not following their passion. And I think, you know, why that is, is because they've allowed other people to dictate the course of their life. And, you know, and, and suddenly they might even own some of these beliefs as being their own. Right, like, oh, yeah. well, I want it to be an accountant, or I want it. no, nobody wants to be an accountant, right? Like, so the th- <laughs> like yeah. the thing is, is like, you know, you have to really start thinking about like, well, when you were a kid, what was it that you really wanted to do? Like, uh-huh. what was it that you know you were really passionate about, or you know, certain things? And and I and and people realize suddenly that like, oh, hey, you know, this I'm only doing this because it was something that my dad wanted me to do, or my mom told me, or, or, you know, my teacher thought I'd be good at this, or I was just following the money, and I saw that this was a good income-making potential career, and, and, you know, and so I went for the degree, and I did what I had to do, and um, now I'm miserable, and, and I'm like, well, was that, you know, was it worth it? You know, like, is that, is right. that what you wanted at the end of, you know, because everybody now is so college-hungry. And it's like, but you have so many people out there with all sorts of degrees that are unemployed, you know, and they can't even get a job at McDonald's because they're overqualified. And McDonald's knows that they won't accept the wage step, even if you go in, Mm -hmm. you know, like, but that's the thing. And so we've created this because we've created an economy whereby schools tell you that the, the income is one level and then... You know, and then and then you get out and you find out that it's not, but the cost of living is far more than what you're actually making. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people then turn to entrepreneurism because that's really when you can start creating. It's when you can start tapping into your divine potential and your, your own uh, innate gifts that you have. And you can really figure out, you know, what you want to do and how you can serve the community, the world, whatever it is that you want to do. And most people, when they when they start tapping that, they start following, you know, and they start to find that, hey, you know what, I could be happy making $15 an hour or something, you know, if I was doing this work because it's not really work for me. And, you know, I'm sure I'm not, I'm not ever going to be living in a mansion on a hill, but, like, you know, I'll be happy. If happy. And, and, you know, and that's yeah. what they have to find. Right, because so, when you're happy, too, I mean, when they start to do that and you're following your intuition, then we were talking a little while ago about those intuitive gifts that we're born with, right? When right. we nurture them, that's when they start to open up and flow. But they're not going to open up and flow if dad or grandma said you need to be an accountant. We're just using that as an example. Um, and you don't have any desire to do that, right? Right. Yeah. And I mean, maybe you hate math. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, like... So, I mean, and that's the thing, and, 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 you know, I find that people, and that and that's the thing, it's like, so for me, the edge that I have is my psychic ability, right? right? Whether, whether I'm engaging angels to help you out, whether I'm engaging, you know, um, spirit guides, like, like family guides that, you know, yeah. that you might know, or people that have crossed over, or... You know, or if I'm engaging some other non-physical entity in order to help you, or I'm just using my own intuition to cut through the bullshit that you're telling. Can I say that? Yes, the, that's the fine. That okay. Yeah, okay, we, won't, we will try not to me. say it too much more. Yeah, 
But the stuff that you're telling me, you know, and, and because, look, everybody, like when you go to a life coach, people think that it's like a therapy session. Right. You, you know, and it's like, okay, I can't be a therapist. Like I've caught, you know, I've yes, talked yes. people out of, you know, suicide. I've got, like, I've, I've, people have sent me their suicide notes on Facebook. The, the thing is, is like, that's not really what it is. This is like therapy in action, right? Because you, it's like, it's like therapy on crack because you, you end up having to hold people accountable and, and they're not, it's not a venting session where we just sit back and nod. We give action steps. We give certain things. And if you, you could lie to a therapist and that's not going to help you at all. But if you try to lie to me, I'll just cut through it. Right. Like, cause I'm already on the inside. I already exactly. know who you are from a soul level. I know where you probably should be going. I know what you should be doing as far as, you know, maybe you need to be working with people, or I, I know sort of, sort of what your hot buttons are, mm-hmm. you know, and so those are the things that then we start to use that to help create your overall ultimate vision of your life. Yeah, and I you think know? that's really important for people to understand is that, um, you know, I know when I'm working with people, I get messages. It's my intuition that I work with, so I need to be connected with them on that level, and like you, I can, you can see through it, right? So you yeah. see through these things and they're trying to make excuses for themselves. And I think we're bringing this up because there's so many people out there. And so if you're listening, just know, like there is like, just because you're in a place where you are now, or you came from a place that you weren't happy about, it doesn't mean it always has to stay that way. And well, yeah. And right? I mean, it never has to stay never. that way. Um, you know, and what? that's, I mean, that's, and, 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 I mean like I said, like, I mean, I was born to, you know, a, a, a mom that was doing um, crack cocaine while she was pregnant with me. Like, I mean, I had, I, I mean, I could go into my whole past, but I, you know, I don't really want to. But right. the, the thing is, is it was horrendous. And at the end of the day, you know, I've, I've sat in therapy sessions, you know, and I'm good friends with a therapist who even tells me, you know, she's like, you know, look, William, out of everybody that I know, you probably should have been a serial killer or some sociopath or you should have turned to drugs and alcohol. But for some reason, and for no, like, good reason, you know, like, it, you've defied, you know, psychology and what everybody knows about psychology because you actually still love humanity, even though they keep stabbing you time and time again you know, you still are out there being passionate and trying to help people live a better life and see things from a different perspective. And, and you know, because don't and you feel like, like an, don't you feel like, though, that that is your path and that's your path and that's why you were brought here? I know, at least for me, you know, that's what I feel like when I am in contact with somebody and I like you said, sometimes for you, it'll bring up things from the past that you may not want to relive, but you do because you really well, yeah, because want to I, help yeah, that person. There's, there's, there's experiences that we're given, and we're, all the experiences that we're giving are, are for a growing purpose. Mm-hmm, now, growth. some people want to be stunted by that. Like, some people want to be stuck in that moment and say, you know what, like, this happened to me, and therefore, right. like, I'm just not going to be happy the rest of my life. Or I'm going to let this control my outcome. Mm-hmm. Instead of, but look, you could have... Uh, uh, say parents whose mm-hmm. child was murdered, who then become advocates and they create a foundation 
that suddenly is investigating murdered children or, you know, it's offering relief to parents of murdered children or things like that. Like, there's so many different things of how you could turn any negative experience into a positive one and you could do good, What you know, whatever that is, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. you know, so, and I think that's the thing, that people get caught up in that negative thing because it's easy to do. Mm-hmm. It's easier to think negatively because it's what we're trained to do. We're not trained to think oh, yeah. from that positive, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. that positive perspective. Nobody's like, oh, well, this horrible thing happened, but you know what? This is a great thing because it's, you know, and, you know, and so I teach people how to look at it that way, like mm-hmm. how to look at it from the eyes of positivity. And I think that's where people need to start shifting and, and start looking at things. It's like when people die, you know, um, I, like, that's why now it's the, the phrase now celebration of life is being coined and being tossed around, but I've been telling people to do that for years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nobody wants you moping around and crying, you know, as if they're free of whatever illness it was, whether it was cancer or AIDS or, you know, just old age or whatever. They're actually able to, like, move and be themselves again, and they're yeah. free. So why wouldn't you celebrate that, right? And, but it's because we want to hold on to what we've lost, because yeah. in a lot of ways, mankind has taught us to be selfish. Like, the social norm is to figure out what's in it for me, right? Like, even when you're doing sales, you know, or you're learning neuro-linguistic programming, like, people want to know what's in it for them, right? Like, and, and that's, that's, like, the biggest thing to sales. And if you could talk to what's in it for them, you'll sell it every time. You know, and that's, you know, and that's the same thing. So if you can shift your mind... And you could sell your mind on the ultimate life. And you could sell yourself, you know, by putting it in your, you know, retricular activating system and finding search results that in your present reality that gets you what you need, then, you know, you suddenly are in a far greater place and you're happier. Uh, Absolutely. And I always say if everybody would start to think that way and just make those little twinges of shifts, Every day, even if it was once or twice a day where they would normally go to a negative place, take it into what is good about this situation. Could you imagine what this entire world would be like? It would make such a huge shift in everything because the energies that everybody's radiating out at would be on such a different level, even if it was just a tiny, tiny bit. Well, I mean, because, you know, a lot of people talk about like, I, I, I give a course on the, the mm-hmm. laws of the universe, and, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and most people, when they think, hear the law of the universe, like, they just think attraction. Right. You know, and, and it's like, okay, but that's one law. You know, like, there's a lot of them. Right. And so, the, the thing is, is if people have to, they don't realize that regardless of whether or not they believe in the law of attraction, they're still engaging it. Whether or not they <laughs> believe in, say, the law of polarity, they're still engaging it. And right, right and so, like... No, no matter if there's something negative happening, there's something positive happening at that same exact time. Right. Right. And so it's just a matter of how you want to shift your perspective. And mm-hmm. it's just a subtle shift. And it's not anything that's magical, right? Like, you just have to think. And sometimes you just think, well, I think this way, so what's the exact opposite of this? And then that's true, too. Yeah. You know, so, you know, and that's the thing. People don't, you know, think like that. Like, you know, they're, they're stuck in their mindset of, you know, poor me, or, you know, why isn't this working for me, or, you know, and, and you know, it's funny, I was having a conversation the other day 
Um, and somebody was like, well, William, all, all these other people are really successful, right? Like, you know, they're driving around in nice cars, they're, they live nice homes and, and everything else. And I said, that's your perception of what they have. I said, Absolutely. but you don't know. I said, you don't know if they're up to eat their eyeballs in credit card debt, if mm-hmm. they can act, if their house is about to be foreclosed on. I said, just because they're driving around and say, you know, a Jag or, or they live in some million dollar mansion or whatever. I said, there's a lot of people that lose that, you know? Um, so I, you know, it's still that same, it's that same thing. And, and I think that people do that a lot where they project their own beliefs or realities on other people. And that's where you get into, you know, the, 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 either the judgments and the things like that, instead of, being able to just authentically listen and come from a place of just love and understanding and just sit back and listen. This is why divorce is on the rise. It's because two people can't relate to each other, you know, and because they've taken the communication angle out of it. Well, and that's a number one, right? Without communication and any kind of a relationship, it's pretty much done. And I love what you said, though, about the, the perception that people... Right. give, right? But the, the perception that they have on somebody else, and then that turns to the perception that they have of themselves, and therefore right. then they're living from a place of, of what we said at the beginning that's not even real. Right. Well, yeah, because a lot of people take what they don't want, like I say, they, people take what they don't wish to acknowledge within themselves, and they project it on another mm-hmm. person. And so then they start having an, uh, an issue with the other person, when in actuality, they're having the issue with themselves. They're just not really seeing it that way, right? So the, the, the fact is, is that, you know, people just don't know how to relate. And that's because that, they're, they're looking through the eyes of judgment, right? Like, the social norm is to figure out how you're better than somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right? Comparison like, you're, you're is not to, good. Yeah, I mean, you're trying to find the difference between how you're living your life and how they're living theirs. And how, how they're living theirs is entirely a projection upon you unless they've told you how their life was and all of the struggles that they've gone through and stuff like that and i mean look look that could take years to do so that's why people get married to do that stuff right like because you're just constantly disclosing and, and talking and communicating and communicating yeah, and don't you feel though like you just said about love and joy that if you start to approach and just for everybody that's listening just a little suggestion if you're not already doing this when you start to approach a situation with love and joy, or at least that being what's on your mind, right? I'm going to see what's right in this situation with this person. Um, you start to actually tune into your own intuition and you radiate that out. So therefore you can see the truth in it. it does that, is that my saying that to where you, that makes sense? Um, because approaching everything from love and joy is what in turn will bring us happiness and if we don't feel like there's an alignment there then we know that maybe it's a situation we don't need to be in well right i mean and if you if you look at the fact that when like when i said in the beginning that we all come in as a little bundle of love because we do and that's i mean anything we're just happy right like and until you start telling us that oh hey this is a bad experience oh hey this is a bad experience oh hey you know watch out for this or don't cross this, you know, like, then all of a sudden we start getting inundated with all this other stuff. Otherwise, you can hand a, a, a pot off a lid and would be entertained for hours. Like, we just, 
you know. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we love it. Like, you know, and that's the thing is it's like people need to realize that that's our true self. And the further into ego you go, the further away from that you get. Absolutely. Right? And so, you know, the, the, so the fact is, is that you, in order to return to, like, living an inspired life or an in-spirit life, you know, you need to, you know, reconnect to that love and divine connection, which means that you need to, you know, authentically open yourself and be willing to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. People are afraid of vulnerability, but I think that's the strongest asset that we have. Is because if you're vulnerable, you're willing to change. Number one, mm-hmm. you're you're willing to you know have somebody hear you out, but you're also willing to hear feedback. But you're doing it from a heart centered place. And if people could get into heart centered communication, then relationships and the dynamic of communication as we know it today is going to change. The problem is, is today we have cell phones which have texting which is the inauthentic communication that we mm-hmm. have going on now. We mm-hmm. have Facebook and social media where people are like, oh, I, I'm totally connected. Well, totally connected to what? You know, your like, phone. like the per- your phone. Yeah, I mean, your phone <laughs> and not even reality. People could put their own version of what's going on on Facebook uh-huh. and they could appear one particular way when they could be, you know, a serial. I'm not saying they are. But I they know what you mean, but this is why I still love the the one-on-one connection, talking to people well, like we are now. or on the right. phone if you can't be face-to-face. I think that's super important, um, and I will always feel that way. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, the phone connection or like, you remember back in the day, there, <laughs> people actually used to write letters? Oh, yeah, no, know, like I know we did. Hand. We didn't have cell yeah. phones. I don't know how old you are. I'm 47, so, yeah, yeah we didn't well, have... I'm 30, yeah. We didn't have that. <laughs> but, you know, and that's the thing, like, I mean, you could write, you know, like, longhand, and you'd have to pass notes, and you'd actually have to have good grammar, and you couldn't dumb down your words. I mean, texting, no, we can't even write laugh out loud, like... You know, like we it's just LOL now. Yeah, and well, now I don't even know so, those those terms. I actually yeah, and was now it's a teenager into the other emojis, day. right? Like you have all of these characters that now you could just toss in there because it's and it's and it's making communication like worthless. Which which you know, like gets people. A- yeah, I mean, because, I mean, we're running out of time, but let me just tell you, because actually we will have to talk because we have so much more to talk about here. Um, like we really do. But... Um, <laughs> You know, when it comes to the texting that we were just talking about in the communication, at the very beginning, we were talking about, you know, um, nurturing our intuitive selves. And if you do have some gifts like you do, you know, with the psychic medium and all, but if you're only doing those things via text or a computer, you're not going to be able to tap into that, right? Not as much as you would. Well, if you're only doing that, you're not living. Right. But there's and, so many and, and, and that I mean, do. That's, yeah, I mean, that's the big thing is like, I mean, there used to be a time when people's telephones actually had a cord attached to it and you, you could only go so far. And then you'd have to actually go outside to entertain yourself or pick up a book or go and hang out with people like at a real place. We couldn't you know? find them unless we got in the car and went to find them. We couldn't text right, them and ask like, them where I mean, they were. You, you, I mean, you had to... I mean, there was actually physical locations that there was outside of your cell phone that you had to go to to have communication with people. And you'd have to, like, you know, whether it's go on a hike or throw a football or play baseball or whatever whatever it was, go horseback riding. 
Like, and that's what I find is most people are not connecting to the external world, which is why nobody is taking up the, because one of the other things I do is wildlife photography, and that's, you know, sort of a big passion of mine. But one of the things that people aren't realizing is, you know, the environmental stewardship that we have as, you know, humans to, to be responsible for the planet, but also the animals that are, that are here as well. And I think the fact that everybody is so focused on technology and building and expanding and doing all this other stuff, you know, we've really negated, you know, and we've lost so many different species and, and I mean, forget what we've done as far as impact the environment. No, I totally agree. So I'm going to have to, we're going to have to go ahead and um, stop now, but I, I will be in touch because there's so many other um, things that we need to cover on this. All right, sounds so, good. But you have an amazing rest of the day, and we are going to yeah, play the uh, Eye of the Tiger for you on the way out. All right, sounds Talk good. Talk to you Thank soon. You. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. As founder and president of Hopeful Handbags International, a nonprofit 501c3 organization, I would like to ask that you donate your once-loved handbags filled with necessities that will be donated to women getting back on their feet again, that have gone through down times, abuse, and homelessness. Never underestimate the power of hope. If you or your business would like to donate funds, necessities, become a drop-off location, or start a Hopeful Handbags in your area, Contact me at KathleenMiner.com and you too can give hope.